So no, no, honey, I'm good. I could have another, but I probably should not. I got somebody at home, and if I stay, I might not leave alone. No, honey, I'm good. I could have another, but I probably should not. Hey guys, welcome to a very exciting special edition episode of SwiftCast. As you guys know, the 1989 tour is going on right now. Taylor has been surprising us with just one guest after another. It's been crazy. And we're very excited because we're actually about to talk to one of them right now. And you may know him from his first album, which featured the hit singles Keep Your Head Up and Fine By Me, or from his current album, magazines and novels which is featuring the summer smash hit honey i'm good so everyone please say hello to andy grammar hey how are you andy what's up <laughs> thanks for coming on the show of course good to be here thank you so much we're so excited to have you oh thank you thank you you've just been crazy busy right now with your dancing with the stars edition yeah it's been pretty nutty <laughs> I've had, um, you know, I'm still doing a lot of shows. Like tonight, I'm actually in the green room uh, about to go play a show in Dallas. Tomorrow, I'm in Vegas. And then uh, back to the Dancing with the Stars stuff. It's pretty crazy. That's so awesome. We were really excited when we heard that you were joining the cast of that because we'll all be cheering you on every week. And we're like, hey, we just saw him on tour. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm going to need all your votes. I'm not a very good dancer, so please help. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Nate and I and our other host, Adam, who's not here tonight, we're actually at the Chicago show where Taylor brought you out. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you know how excited I was when you came out? It was awesome. I'm serious. Uh, you know, it's really funny because there's like a pretty high expectation as far as the um, guests go. So I'm below, I was below the stage kind of like, I hope that I'm a big enough guest. I hope this works out. <laughs> uh, and when I came out and everybody sang it, it was incredible. It was such a good night. So you're actually one of the few people who's been a guest for her twice. Yeah. Yeah. She brought me out uh, for Keep Your Head Up as well, which was really sweet. That was my first single. Um, and she was incredible. She brought me to Nashville. We got to play the Bridgestone Arena. It was. It, she's just been so sweet to me over my career. Well, we love Taylor, obviously, but we're just fans of all kinds of music. And I think that's been one of the most exciting things about this tour is that it sort of collaborates with all genres. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, she's really kind of cultivated something pretty incredible. It starts to feel like a community of uh, of people. Uh, underneath this umbrella of Taylor Swift, we're all psyched. It's really fun. <laughs> um, well, just tell us more about your summer tours. Yeah, I went out on a tour, um, a lot of like kind of one-off like one dates or put together a bunch of shows together. And then we did like about three weeks with a group called the American Authors, which is really great. They're amazing. Um, and now we're still kind of running around with my band playing shows as much as we can and but my partner has to fly out to the shows with me my dancing partner so she's been running around so we can it's kind of crazy because we'll play you know get their sound check i'll go off somewhere rehearse play a show and then after the show go rehearse a little bit more it's been pretty grueling and it's fun though she's incredible that sounds like boot camp and is your new partner allison holker yeah allison holker yeah she's amazing really amazing dancer and your original partner had to back out because of a surgery? 
Yeah, I had like one rehearsal with this with a lady named Peta who was in. She was really sweet too, and then she like I think she I don't know whether it was already kind of hurting her a little bit. She went in and got it checked out, and they told her she had to get off of it for the whole season. So last minute we switched partners, but I think it was a good thing. My my new partner is incredible. So people should vote for you just because you had to deal with a change in a partner so suddenly. <laughs> people should vote for me. We're on the Swift cast, right? Because I'm the, the like closest to Swift. Duh. Like pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I'll hold up like a big Swift sign if I win, if all the Swifties vote for me. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. We definitely support that. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. One thing I found really interesting that you did recently was when you teamed up with the Eli Young band to make a country version of Honey, I'm Good. What was sort of the decision making process behind that and how did that go? Well, you know, like for my second album, I just wrote a lot of different styles and tried a bunch of different stuff. And the the last song that I wrote for the album was this kind of like super strange, almost country pop tune called Honey, I'm Good. So, But it felt country a little bit from the jump. So uh, when it started to do really, really well on the radio and everybody kept getting in my ear like, man, this could be a country song. It already kind of is a country song. Um, and then we got, you know, our man managers talk, Eli Young Band and my manager. And we're like, man, maybe we should just throw a banjo on there and get a real country singer on it and see how it feels. So we did it and it sounded great. So it's been getting a bunch of airplay on country radio stations, which is really kind of cool to try a whole other market, you know. And they've been so sweet to me. So can you see yourself playing more country songs in the future? Um, I don't know, like, I'm not really like a country artist, but I do think it's fun to dabble with different styles. So that's why I think it was fun. Like, it was a fun, like, experiment, you know? Yeah, I I think all Taylor fans appreciate genre changes. Yeah, of course. She does plenty of that. She knows how that works. <laughs> no one should be pigeonholed into one genre. Totally. Especially these days. Like, I feel like they're all kind of blending together so much that uh, it's a lot of the same fan base, I, I would imagine. People that listen to country still listen to pop radio and vice versa, you know. Exactly. Absolutely. I know I've gone back and forth. I started out as a pop fan and then I was all country for a while, sort of when Taylor came out. And now I feel like I'm 50-50. And I think that it's great that people like her and you are just willing to explore because it gives people more reason to check out stations and artists that they wouldn't normally listen to. Totally. More than anything, I'm a song fan. Like, I don't really care what genre it's in. If the song's incredible, then I'm down to dress it up in whatever way it is. What's your songwriting process like? Are you working on new songs now? Yeah, I'm kind of always writing. Um, we just released a new single called Good To Be Alive. We just played on Jimmy Kimmel, like, I think two weeks ago. And so that's going to go. I think we're going to put that and repackage my album with a couple, maybe one or two more songs before putting out a whole new album sometime in the future. But I've been writing nonstop this whole, this whole process. Very cool. Um, I've seen you in a variety of different settings. The first time I saw you was actually at Ravinia Festival in Chicago, opening oh, for cool. Gavin DeGraw and Colby Calais. Yeah, that was a good show. I just remember you running all over the lawn, just running in circles during your performance. Yeah. <laughs> I got in a lot of trouble for that. I'm never allowed to do that again. <laughs> that was a one-time run through Ravinia. <laughs> <laughs> the, the uh, yeah, the security like made a very big point to come after me, and I played there since, and they like still they remembered me, came into my dressing room, and like don't run through the crowd, don't do that. <laughs> you definitely couldn't do that at Soldier Field with Taylor. Yeah, exactly. Um, a few months ago, we actually interviewed on the show Kate Vogel, who was one of your openers last summer. Sure, we love her. We're big fans of her. I think 
Oh, she's so sweet. She's great. Like, kind of like you were just saying, I think that what we gravitate towards as Taylor fans is just any artist who put songwriting first where you really can see the, themselves in each song. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, just songwriting, it's a lot about point of view. What do you have to offer that's, like, a little bit different? And the, the thing that usually the answer to that is, what's your story? What's your, like, honest, genuine take on life, you know? That seems to resonate with people. Well, when you think back to the Speak Now tour performance with Taylor, when you were a pretty new artist versus the recent performance, what was the main differences, I guess, either for you or what you noticed in Taylor's show and with the crowd, just anything? Yeah, I mean, she she definitely, like, matured a little bit. Not that it wasn't amazing before, but it's definitely, like, man, the screens were incredible. Uh, you know, just even just the music was, is, like, a little more, I don't know how to say, it's like, like you said, like she genre hopped a little bit in a, in a really cool way, I think. Uh, it felt a little older and like and cooler to me this time around. Um, it was amazing. I mean, yeah. Do you feel like the audience is getting older? Um, Sure. Okay. I mean, what did you guys think? I think there was still like she's got a pretty solid young fan base still. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the, the audience is growing up with her. Yeah, I think so, too. Which is cool. Yeah, it's awesome. Now, between both the performances you did, did you enjoy one over the other? Like, was there uh, any defining moment of each? Maybe that just a favorite one, basically? Sure. I mean, the first one was just incredible because it was, like, so new and crazy. And I just had that song come out. Um, and, and it went over really well. I think that uh, up next to each other, Honey, I'm Good is, like, a far bigger hit than Keep Your Head Up was. So, like, to, to have that many people freaking out and singing every single word and then she turned all the wristbands yellow because you know she had oh yeah it was band. gold it was awesome it was really really that was it was a really special night for me i really had a blast one thing that i was wondering about too was lately there's been a lot of conversation in the music industry and especially with taylor about whether or not streaming services like apple music and spotify are good and whether they should pay the artists what has been your experience with those and how do you feel about them mm. now it's really hard. It's like um, it's a tough. I don't know if there's like a quick answer because I do think that it's right now it's a transition. So as a songwriter, it's pretty bad. Like either way you slice it, the writing of songs is not being um, compensated the way that it should be. But I do. I personally think that it's going to go to streaming. It's going that way, and there's no way to stop it. So I would like everybody to get on board. So at least the pool of money could be bigger. This is my take. If if you're a songwriter and you write a huge smash hit and you can't make a lot of money off of writing it, then that's really bad. We're going to lose a lot of the great minds to some other field. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there at least has to be like whoever it wins the game should be should be like, oh, wow, that's amazing. Because that's kind of like what incentivize. That's not why you're a songwriter, but that that is definitely what affects the marketplace and like affects people getting into it. Um, so I think that right now that is not totally the case. Like, you can have a song that gets played so many times in these streaming services and still not make very much money off of it, which is a little bit frustrating. I like how Taylor's, uh, you know, she, she speaks out on that, and that's important, you know. Definitely. Um, are there other songwriters right now and other artists that really inspire you or that inspired you along the way as you were building your career? Yeah. I mean, there's, one, there's a song right now that I just heard that's incredible uh, called The Men That Drive Me Places. Um, by, by one of my good friends, Ben Rector. Check out that song. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best song ever. Please check it out. It's so good. We will. 
Well, do you have any favorite just summer moments, favorite memories from the tour that really stuck with you from this past tour? Um, you know, it's been a, it's been incredible when you have a song like Honey I'm Good that just gets so much airplay and is so recognizable. Uh, it just means you get to play a lot of like big outdoor festivals. We've been playing all these huge state fairs. The crowds have been like getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So that's just like overall every it's been like a dream summer. It's been really really I will not forget this summer anytime soon. We've gotten to play some incredible stuff. So I don't know if there's like one memory. It's just like the summer as a whole has been a pretty special one. Maybe, you know, probably one of the standout moments would be the Taylor Swift getting to sing with her on stage. Well, we're glad to hear that. That's exciting yeah. for us. Yeah, totally. Did you get to see, I know you said you were sort of under the stage, but did you get to see a lot of the show that night? Oh, yeah, totally. Me and my band were there. Uh, after I sang, I came out and we watched from the center. There's like a section where everybody, you know, the people that are, that came with me got to stand and watch and it was a great show incredible were there any performances that stuck out to you i like to hear people's different perspectives on the show on the show um what was it what was really cool i mean shake it off went over really really well that's a killer song. yeah that was, that's probably my favorite i imagine that when you're out playing shows at summer festivals especially to these big crowds you must get people approaching you and telling you personal stories like your song helped me or this is what your song means to me do you do you get a lot of that fan interaction yeah totally that's like the sweetest part you know when you and then especially as a songwriter that's what, what you're trying to do write something that'll like connect with people so that happens all you know that happens all the time you get these letters people hand you letters through meet and greets or whatever and i try to read every single one I, they mean a lot to me it's a really special thing i think it's kind of like the power of what a song can do for someone is, is pretty pretty incredible like if you've ever had someone help you in a, maybe like a doctor like fixes your arm or something so maybe break your arm and then there's a doctor fixes it and then like down the road you see that doctor and you want to you go up to him and you're like oh man you might not remember but that like changed my life like you really helped me you know and i think that's kind of like what these people are doing when they write you a letter is like you might not i, I just really want you to know that this song like helped me through something or i really took something about life in this song so that means a lot to me and i try to read every single one. Oh yeah i think that keep your head up especially for me personally it's one of those songs anytime i'm having a bad day that song will brighten it no matter what yeah that's cool thank you i remember a story and i don't know if you'll know which one i'm talking about when i start to tell it but i'd rather have you tell it if you do about being in a cafe and someone came to talk to you about keep your head up yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. I mean, I was yeah, I was in a place called Swingers in Los Angeles, and this girl came up and she pat me on the shoulder and was just like, "You saved my life." And then she proceeded to tell me how she was in a car on a bridge. She was getting ready to end her own life, and uh, "Keep Your Head Up" came on the radio, and that was like something that told, like she felt was was trying to tell her something, so she stayed on. And she just like, I just wanted to tell you that story because that's like, you bet you saved my life. And those moments are like, whoa! <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, I it for like an hour. It was crazy. Now, um, speaking of keep your head up, now I have to ask this question because both Steph and I are huge Office fans. Uh, what was it like working with Rain Wilson when you shot the video? Oh, he's incredible. He's like the nicest guy ever. He's super hilarious. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's become a really good friend of mine. We go out for coffee every once in a while and just kind of, Shoot the shit. I oh, really, right? yeah, That's I really cool. like him a lot. He's great. What are you most excited about for the coming months besides, obviously, your TV dancing debut? 
Um, I don't know if I've ever released a song that I like as much as the one that I just released. I know that's what you're supposed to say if you're doing like promo for a song. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no, really, I do. But really, this one to me is like it's my favorite. It's like it's got such a cool beat, it makes me put on like a stanky face, and uh, <laughs> you know, I when I first heard the song back, you, know, you write it and you record it, and then like. Once it was done and I heard it back, it was like, I remember just like dancing around in my hotel room to it. Like I really, I personally really love this song. So it's really fun to go out and try to like push this out to the world and get to play it on different TV shows and kind of work out how it's going to come across. So uh, that that is what I'm most excited about right now. That's so awesome. We'll definitely be watching you on Dancing with the Stars and catching your other performances and cheering you on and voting. We're trying to see if we can get my if I can dance to my own song, because I think this new one, Good to Be Alive, would be like a really good one to dance to. I don't know how exactly how that works, but I'm already submitting my own song for me to dance to it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hope they let you. That would be so yeah, awesome. That'd be really fun. Are you nervous about anything coming up with Dancing with the Stars that you're most nervous about? Am I nervous? I'm nervous about everything. I don't know how to dance. <laughs> and I'm about to go do it in front of everybody. It's kind of fun. Uh, it is really fun to try something so hard. Like really, it is so hard, and the the rehearsals are long, and uh, I, I feel like I'm getting better at it. So hopefully, I'll stay on long enough to get really, really good at it. That's what I would hope. Did you have hesitation about if you should say yes when they first approached you? Not really, only because I'm doing the whole season in in, uh, in dedication to my mom. I lost my mom about six years ago to breast cancer, and she really loved dance. Like she was a huge fan of this show and just of dance in general. And when I went in to go do, I performed Honey, I'm Good on Dancing with the Stars last season. So when I went in to go perform on the show, it was like I felt that it would be something my mom would really love to be a part of or just be around. So they asked me to do it, and I was pretty quick to say yes, just for that main reason, just because I knew it made me feel closer to my mom. That's awesome. Wow, that's awesome. That's very nice, yeah. So magazines or novels. Uh, how did you come up with the name for the album? Sure. Uh, the idea is that uh, I, I took some chances and made some like poppier sounds than I'd ever messed with before. First one, first album was a little more, um, a little more like a singer songwriter who had written, written songs either at a piano or a guitar and then kind of putting some instrumentation around that. And this album was more like, I'm trying a bunch of different stuff. I really want to stretch out and try some poppier sounds. I want to try some like weird country sounds. I want to try like a vocoder <laughs> or like some R&B stuff. I want to try just really like stretch out in a bunch of different areas. And uh, so like I think that the what magazines or novels means to me is trying some of the shinier sounds without hopefully losing uh, the underlying meaning behind them. Right? So sometimes you buy a magazine and just like it's really shiny. You look at all the pictures and then you throw it away. But a novel you like you read and it means something to you. And if it, if it really hits, then you put it on the shelf and you keep it for the rest of your life, you know. So the, it's kind of a question, like, how do I do? I like that. How do I do? Is it magazines or novels? It's up to anybody to listen to. Wow, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Did it take you a long time to come up with that, or did it just fall into place? Uh, no, I've been thinking of it that way, because as far as the writing process went, like, I knew that I was kind of stepping out into some different areas um, and kind of having fun with it. And and I, I love, I mean, I'm a big fan of pop music. Uh just in general and of, of the sounds that are like working on the radio right now. And, uh, but I, but I do, I, I wrote over a hundred songs to make sure the songs really meant something to me and were like solid and genuine. And so that's, that's the dichotomy of it. So it, it's just what it made me think of. 
So is that typical for every album that you write about 100 songs? I don't know if you have to write 100 for every one. I hope you don't, to be honest with you. Uh. <laughs> but, uh, for the second album, I think the second album is really specific because you have to do something different, but kind of hopefully somewhat similar to what you've already done. And there's a lot of expectation that can be crippling. Um, so I, I, I fought harder than I've fought for anything for this album to be good. And so when Honey, I'm Good did so well, it was more, it was like 50% super excited and 50% just like totally relieved. <laughs> well, Honey, I'm Good is definitely a novel that people are going to be playing forever. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. It's exciting. Thank you for coming on. And as you mentioned, everyone should check out your new song on iTunes, Good to Be Alive. and Good to Be Alive, yeah. Tune into Dancing with the Stars on ABC. Yeah, check me out. Hopefully vote for me. Hopefully I'll, I'll uh, earn your votes through my, through my butt shaking. I'm going to win you guys over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it here. All Taylor Swift fans are required to vote for you. That's the rule. <laughs> yeah, totally. Please. Please, please, please. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thanks so much, Andy. It was great talking to you. Yes, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Great, great talking to you. Have a great show tonight. All right. Thanks so much. To close out this episode, we're about to play for you a full version of Andy's new single, Good to Be Alive. If you like it, make sure to go buy it on iTunes and request it on the radio. And tweet at Andy Grammer and tell him how much you like it. So this is Good to Be Alive. Bye, guys.
Thank you for listening to this episode of SwiftCast. Visit us on the web at theswiftcast.com. The theme song for SwiftCast was written and performed by Sydney and Chuck. SwiftCast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift, Big Machine Label Group, or 13 Management.